0: progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe visit Hyundaiusa.com for more details Hyundai there's joy in every journey this episode of BGN radio is brought to you by clip it the hottest app that is out there watch TV make clips and and share for more information check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at Clip it TV. hey guys John Barchard here you guys know how much I love to play fantasy football so I need you to listen up because I want you to join the highest rated fantasy football app It's called Draft. You get to play in a real live snake draft, but be done in under five minutes. And they last just for one week. Drafts start every couple of minutes, so you can join right now for Week 11. And the best part is, you get to play for cold, hard cash. And get this, your chances of winning are 80% better than on the salary cap sites, on all the DFS sites. Because you're always trying to figure out, okay, where should I start this guy The value and I don't have enough money to do all that stuff. It doesn't happen on draft. You get a selection of every premium player. You just gotta be the smartest one in the room. It's a six-player snake draft so you get in, you get out. Tournaments start from $1 to $1,000 to everything in between. Three-person drafts, six-person drafts, on and on. The options are limitless, And all new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit. All you have to use is promo code BGNR. That's right, play a real money game for free just by using promo code BGNR. And it gets even better. Draft is so sure that you'll love it that they are offering BGN radio listeners a money-back guarantee up to $100. No excuses now. Just search Draft in your app store or go to Draft.com and come play for free right now with promo code BGNR. You're listening to BGN Radio. Brady, back one more time. He goes and fires, and it is intercepted. Intercepted, running into this Jenkins, up the near sideline. Cuts back at the 40, at the 40, at the 50.
1: Malcolm Jenkins is going 99 yards.
2: Bye week for the Eagles, they didn't have a game, so you could just sit there and you could watch the Dallas Cowboys go to Atlanta and freaking get their butts kicked by the Falcons, who aren't even that good, by the way. Falcons are not really even that good of a team, have lost four out of their last five games, and the Cowboys looked even worse. The Cowboys, with that loss, 27-7, dropped to 5-4. and four. And here we are. It's Eagles-Cowboys week. It's the biggest week of the season. One of the two biggest weeks of the season always when it's an Eagles-Cowboys game. I can't wait. Before we get into today's afternoon QB with BLG, that's me, Brandon Lee Gouton. just wanted to give a quick thank you to everyone who came out and hung out with us at the casino at Delaware Park on Sunday. Free pizza, free beers. It was a good time. My man and our BGN radio roadshow producer, Brian Coulter, had stayed with me to watch that Dallas Cowboys game. To the end, uh, Casey was there. Everyone who made it out, thank you. We had Patrick making us the pizzas there. It was awesome. It was a great time. But let's get back into this week and what's going on there. It is Eagles-Cowboys week, and I cannot wait to play that Cowboys team. Coming off a loss like that, I mean, some people might be like, oh, I don't want to play the Cowboys off a loss like that because they're going to be hungry for a win. No. I'm, that shouldn't be in your head. That should not be the thought process. The thought process here is that the Cowboys are not good. The Cowboys suck. Right now, the way they're playing, it's awful. And you know why? I'll let you in on a secret. Dak Prescott, everyone's favorite quarterback. Not good. He's not that good. You can you can point to the rookie season. You can tell me all the things he does well. Look. Listen. You can point to the excuses. His offensive tackle is out. Tyron Smith. Zeke is out. Yes. Those things hurt him. No question. You watch the game, you see that. There's no doubt about the fact that those pieces being out hurt Dak Prescott. No question. No one's disputing that. Here's the problem. I'm seeing things on Twitter or around the internet, articles, Cowboys fans telling me that, not even not even just Cowboys fans, that's the thing. It's not even like they're just homers going on here. It's, I, I would say Dak Prescott fans. Last week, there was a conversation on Twitter I saw where there was talk about would you take any quarterback in the NFL over Dak Prescott right now? Besides Tom Brady and and uh, Aaron Rodgers, the obvious three there, Drew Brees, I guess. Would you take any quarterback over Dak Prescott? There was an actual serious question about that. Are we asking that same question today? I think not. I think not because Dak Prescott isn't that great of a quarterback, and you see that when things boil down around him. I'm not saying Dak is the worst quarterback in the NFL. Let's not twist my words here. But I'm telling you that when he has to face adversity, you're not seeing him rise above it. And that is, to me at least, that's the mark of a really good quarterback. Compare it to what Carson Wentz is doing this year. If you're a Cowboys fan, you're saying, oh, Dak didn't have his offensive tackle, Tyron Smith. He didn't have Sean Lee who got knocked out of the game. The Cowboys don't have their kicker, Dan Bailey. He's been hurt. Cowboys don't have Zeke. Guess what? The Eagles don't have key players at all of those same positions. The Eagles- Carson Wentz doesn't have Jason Peters. Carson Wentz doesn't have Jordan Hicks. Carson Wentz doesn't have Caleb Sturgis. Carson Wentz doesn't have Darren Sproles. He doesn't have Ronald Dartwell. he hasn't had Ronald Darby, who's back, and we'll talk about that more. But he hasn't had Ronald Darby. The Eagles have had key injuries, too. And guess what? What's the difference between a Cowboys team that's gone 5-4 and four and had to deal with some of those injuries and an Eagles team that's gone 8-1? and one? I'll give you a hint. Three letters. MVP. I think you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, Carson Wentz. I think a big difference between these two teams, and it's not the only one, but it's a big one, is Carson Wentz. The, when you have a quarterback who can play as well as Carson Wentz has played That's the point of trading up for a guy like that and acquiring a quarterback like that. A quarterback like Carson Wentz can make up for some of the things, the shortcomings elsewhere on the team. Dak Prescott is not that kind of quarterback. Dak Prescott has had some success. He's been a good quarterback in terms of statistical production. But when you boil it down and when you look at a guy like that who doesn't rise to the challenge when things aren't perfect... To me, that says a lot about what a quarterback is, how good they are exactly. Because guess what? You're not going to have the perfect situation all the time. Injuries are going to happen. There's going to be adversity in the NFL. So if you're telling me that a quarterback doesn't have the perfect situation he can't be successful then I don't want to hear how you're taking no quarterbacks over that guy because guess what the best players find a way to get it done make no excuses Carson Wentz hasn't made excuses this year the Eagles have faced adversity and that's how I feel about it that's and that's what I was really happy to see honestly yesterday I was happy to see that dumb narrative that oh Dak Prescott he can have success without his supporting cast or just trying to totally minimize the, Im- the impact that his supporting cast has around him. And I've seen that a good deal dating back to last year. Well, guess what? It's not true. So <clears throat> that's where we are with Dak. Um, uh, it's not the only reason. It's not the only difference between the Eagles and the Cowboys. I think you you can point to a couple other things when it comes to adversity, why the Eagles are better at handling adversity than the Cowboys, I do think the Eagles do have more depth, which does help with some of those injuries that we talked about earlier. But then again, I mean, the Cowboys have former executive of the year, Jerry Jones, so I mean, I don't know how that, they could possibly lack depth, um, but but seriously, you know the Eagles do have good depth, better coaching, way better coaching, way, way better coaching. I don't know what Garrett, Jason Garrett does still other than clap on the sideline. I don't know what he does because he doesn't pick the players and he doesn't call the plays. So what the heck does Jason Garrett do? Doug Peterson calls the plays and he coaches this team. (laughs) I'm getting mixed up. Doug Peterson has done a great job. He is the coach of the year. I know the Rams are good and Sean McVay is really young and what he's done is incredible for that team. They've improved so much. But people believed in Sean McVay. they were like. I mean, they might have had questions that he was young, but people were like, man, you know, that's an exciting young coordinator. He can probably be good. He's done good things in Washington. No one was saying that about Doug Peterson, myself included, probably most of you listening. We we all question Doug Peterson a ton. No one expected Doug Peterson to be as good as he has been. And to me, that is why Doug is coach of the year. And getting back to this conversation today, why The Eagles handle adversity better than this Cowboys team. You look at the coaching, you look at the depth on the team, and you look at the quarterback. Again, that's the biggest thing. It comes down to the quarterback. The Eagles have the guy. They have Carson Wentz. He's playing like an MVP, and his conditions aren't perfect. Now, they're certainly improved from last year, but to tell me that Carson Wentz hasn't faced adversity, you're kidding yourselves. Because... Look at the uh, the Redskins game, the second one. The Eagles got off to a slow start. Carson Wentz bounced back. Look at the Carolina game. Th- now that I'm saying that, I didn't even think about that till right now. <laughs> that Eagles-Panthers game, Carson Wentz was getting hit a lot early in that game. That was the game where Lane Johnson had to miss it because he had the concussion. So Big V was getting the start at right tackle. And guess what? Carson Wentz was getting hit, as I just said, a lot in that game. And did he crumble? No. He came back and he had a heck of a game in that game. Dak Prescott didn't. Dak Prescott got pressured and guess what? He ran out of gas. I mean, you guys saw it. If you watched that game, he was literally trying to run to the sideline and he couldn't even make it there. By the end of the first half, not even the end of the game, the first half, he was out of gas. And now if you're looking at this matchup, Eagles-Cowboys. I mean, the Falcons' defensive line, they have some talented players there, but it's it's not the same as the Eagles. The Eagles is much better. The Falcons haven't been racking up a ton of sacks this year. I mean, they, they haven't before yesterday, where Claiborne had six sacks in a game. But this Eagles defensive line and this Eagles pass rush is better. I mean, uh, I'm looking at the rankings here, and you look at where the Eagles rank in terms of pressures. I mean, they're first in the league by 53 or so, according to Pro Football Focus. That's crazy. The next closest team has 53 fewer pressures than the Eagles do. As our BGN Radio Facebook account is checking in here on the comments live on our Facebook Live video, uh, you can check, make sure you go give a, a like on that page if you're tuning in live. And if you're listening on the replay, you can check that out at facebook.com slash radio podcast. But yes, my, my point here is that entering the game on Saturday, or sorry, Sunday. I'm trying to look at the stats here. Uh, the, the Atlanta pass rush wasn't even all that great. They were not some kind of feared unit, they ranked uh, 18th in, in sacks per game, heading into the Dallas game. So they were, statistically, they were below the NFL average. They go in there, they destroy that Cowboys offensive line. Imagine what this Eagles defensive line is going to do to this Cowboys offensive line. They're going to go down to Dallas, and they are going to sack Prescott. Now that's a terrible pun, and I should probably... End the broadcast right there because I'm sure none of you are even listening anymore. But that's going to happen. Dak Prescott is going to get sacked this weekend. He's going to get hit. He's going to get pressured. Brandon Graham is going to devour Leal Collins' soul. You're going to see whoever it is at left tackle. I mean, it could be Tyron Smith for all I care. I and mean, that's no disrespect to Tyron Smith, who's a good player. But you look at the way this Eagles defense is getting pressure. You can have Tyron Smith in there, they're still going to get pressure. It's just going to happen. There's so much talent on this defensive line, which we all saw coming into the season. You have Brandon Graham. You have Vinny Curry playing well. Derek Barnett's coming off the bench and contributing. Chris Long is good as a a rotational guy. You look at the defensive tackles. Fletcher Cox is unblockable right now. He's a monster. He's getting all these one-on-one blocks because guess what? The guy next to him is pretty good too now. Not that Benny Logan wasn't good, but Timmy Derningen is so much more of a pass-rushing threat. And that's why the Eagles gave him four years and uh, $48 million over those four years with 20-something guaranteed. So I cannot wait to see this Eagles team go into Dallas and just sack the crap out of Dak Prescott. I mean, look, the the Cowboys might even try to run the ball a little more to get that going It's not going to happen against this Eagles run defense. They're only giving up 66 yards per game. It's going to be another game where Dak Prescott's going to have to rely on his arm. And as I've said all along, Dak Prescott doesn't win when the Cowboys have to rely on his arm. If the running game isn't there, they don't win. Or at least he doesn't play as well. So that's what I'm expecting going into this week. I cannot wait to see how that plays out. Uh, some of the couple other quick hitters from today on Monday, November 13th. Yes, the Eagles signed a linebacker. Actually, during that Dallas game, funny enough, they have Danielle Ellerby now on the team. Danielle Ellerby, formerly from the Saints, which is an interesting little thing. Maybe the Eagles trying to gain an edge on their NFC competition. I mean, I'm sure they signed him because they wanted him. That's just a little interesting factor there. Uh, Ellerby is a guy who based on the things I've heard from him, some from, from a lot of the people who have watched him play, he's going to give the Eagles more depth at linebacker. I think they want him in there over Joe Walker, who you know look, Joe Walker can, can contribute on special teams, but he really hasn't been great filling in on the defense for Jordan Hicks and the base defense there. So I think you can get Ellerby on the field. You see him as a pass rusher. That's an interesting thing about him. He's, he's really good in that kind of role. So, I mean, you already have a defensive line that can get a ton of pressure. You have Michael Kendricks who can blitz. And now you're adding another guy in Ellerby who can also get some pressure there. This Eagles defensive line, or this Eagles front four, is this front seven, This all of this pressure that they can generate now, it's just really incredible. So I'm interested to see how Ellerby comes in here and can contribute. Um, Another thing, quick thing, Ronald Darby is back. He said he's going to play this week. He took all the first team reps in practice on Monday. So good to have Ronald Darby back. And it's going to be interesting to see how the Eagles play that out. Uh, Are are they going to play him 100% of the snaps right away? I would be surprised. I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think you can just throw Ronald Darby back in there and expect him to be 100%. Uh, right away. I think you play him a good amount. I think he plays over 50% of the snaps, let's say. I don't think they're barely going to play him, but I think it's going to take a little bit of time to get him adjusted back into things. I mean, he missed, what, 10 weeks now? Uh, He got hurt in the first week. He had a pretty serious injury with a dislocated ankle. I thought the season was going to be over when we saw that injury. So it's going to take some time there, but It's great to get Ronald Darby back for this defense. From what I saw during training camp practices and what I saw out of him in the preseason, that guy can play. I'm excited to see him back in this defense. I mean, we were were just talking about how this defense gets pressure. Now you add a guy like Ronald Darby in the mix who breaks up a lot of passes and can run fast and has great coverage. I mean, that just makes makes the pass rush even better because now... Quarterbacks aren't going to be able to just throw the ball as easily. And look, you know, Jalen Mills and Razul Douglas and Patrick Robinson have all played well in Ronald Darby's absence. But I think Ronald Darby is a better player. And at the very least, he definitely gives you something those players don't, and that's speed. Ronald Darby is really fast. He's a guy who can, if he gets beat, he can make it up. He He has recovery speed. So love seeing Ronald Darby back on the field. Uh, As we're getting some comments here on the Facebook live video that we are doing today. Um, Our good friend, Martin Benjamin Anderson, checking in from Denmark. Uh, Thank you, Martin, for checking in. That's awesome. Uh, We always love the support from all you guys. Uh, Getting back to this week and some of the things we're seeing here. uh, Zach Ertz too. It sounds like he should be able to play. He missed the Broncos game, obviously. So this Eagles team, Getting healthy coming off the bye week. They're all rested. Meanwhile, the Cowboys has got their butts kicked and totally just beat down in that game. The Eagles will be fresh. They're going to go down to Dallas. I am feeling pretty good about this game. I mean, you could tell me... Uh, well, I'll phrase it like this. I think the Eagles might only win this game by seven points, but I still think it's going to be a beatdown. And what I mean by that is I think it's going to be a physical... Battle where the Eagles are clearly just ahead all along too. I don't. I don't think this is a game where uh, there's any doubt about who the better team is. I think it's you know it's it's tough in these divisional games because usually they're closer than expected. And I'm not expecting a walk in the park, but I'm just so confident about the Eagles are a better team than this Cowboys team, especially with what Dallas is dealing with right now, with no real threat of a, a running game at least against this Eagles defense that can stop the run. So definitely feeling good about this week's matchup. Uh, it is Cowboys week. It is time to get excited. It is a great point for this Eagles team to put away the NFC East, as some people are chiming here in the comments. Uh, the Eagles are 8-1 and one right now. They are going to be able to pretty much clinch the division not officially. They can't officially clinch with a win over the Cowboys this week. Still, it would take until uh, uh, week 13, I think it is. It's week 13. Their magic number is five. So that means combined number of Eagles wins or Cowboys losses. If we if you hit to five, uh, we get five of those things, then the Eagles will have clinched the NFC East. So you beat the Cowboys... You move to 9-1, and one, the Cowboys drop to 5-5, five and five. you're in really good shape there, get the win, Eagles, clin- or end the division race effectively, and you're in great shape. Now, it's almost at the point where the NFC East isn't all that exciting, especially if the Eagles do win this game against Dallas. It's almost like, alright, we got the NFC East, but there's still six games to play, so... At that point it becomes all about the conference and now if you guys watched the games on Sunday you saw that the Vikings won, the Saints won, the Rams won all in pretty convincing fashion. I think the Vikings only won by 8 points, but they were pretty much ahead for most of the game, if not all the game and didn't really look like they were in real jeopardy of losing that one to Washington. So the bad news for the Eagles if the, you know, if we can call the cowboys losing good news i mean super good news but the bad news for the eagles was that the vikings and the saints and the rams all those teams won seahawks won too uh and that's not great because it would be nice if some of those teams start to slip up kind of give the eagles some breathing room if the eagles lose a game here or something weird happens like that uh, then you have that you know you you can have that cushion to kind of be okay if something happens there but, I mean, you got to look at it like the Eagles got to take care of business. They have to put themselves in the position to keep winning these games. You look at the the Rams' schedule, who are one of the Eagles' top contenders in the NFC there. They have to play the Vikings this week, and then they have to play the Saints next week. So there's going to be some losses for some of those teams coming up. Uh, they're, they're going to be able to kind of take care of business against themselves, and hopefully that will still result in this Eagles team getting a one seed because they need it. They, de- they deserve it. That's the thing about the, the Eagles and this one-seed thing. It's, they are the best team. Don't mess around and lose that. You're the best team. Go out, get home field advantage. Get that first-round by. Get that home field. You're playing at Lincoln Financial Field in the playoffs. You only need two wins at that point to get to the Super Bowl and then win that. I, uh, It's such a time where it feels weird to say that, honestly, because... For as good as we know the Eagles are, it's just it's been so long. It's been such a long time since we've been able to be able to talk about uh getting a one seed, especially at this point in November. I mean, we're not even at Thanksgiving yet, and the division might be over. So I feel good about where the Eagles are right now. And that means it's time to get to our friend Stephen Lee. Uh, as always, The three over and unders with Stephen Lee. I feel like I should have a sound effect uh, going into this segment. Maybe I should talk to John about that. Uh, Don't want to make things harder on John, but uh, we have our three over and unders with Stephen Lee, and they have to do with the Eagles-Cowboys game, of course. You can follow our good friend Stephen Lee on Twitter, at Stephen underscore Lee 20, and that's Stephen with a PH. Okay, first up, Dak Prescott. Let's get back to talking about my favorite quarterback, Dak Prescott, uh, 220 passing yards for Dak Prescott, over or under on that number. When I look at that, I see a quarterback who has play, or has passed for under 220 and only eight games. So that's kind of a tough one there, Stephen, kind of making it tough on me. I'm going to make it a little easier for myself here and say under 230 because... Uh, Dak Prescott had a couple games where he was at 227. So that makes it 10 games under 230 as opposed to 8 under 220. So I'm going to take the under on that number because, again, this Cowboys team, I think they're going to come out trying to run the ball. And guess what? They're not going to be able to do it because you can't run against this Eagles defense, as I said earlier. So I think it's a situation where the Cowboys can't run the ball once again, and they're going to have to rely on Dak Prescott's arm And that's going to fail them. Our good friend, Carrie Lynn, checking in. Uh, Eagles points in this game against the Cowboys. 30. Over and under on that number. Look, the Eagles are scoring 31.4 points per game. That's second in the NFL. Cowboys rank 18th in points allowed with 22.8. So kind of below average in that category. Uh, and three times in this season, the Cowboys have allowed 30 or more points in the game. Will the Eagles be the fourth time? I'm going over on the 30. This Eagles offense is firing on all cylinders right now. It hasn't even been fully unlocked yet because you just got Jay Ajayi a couple weeks ago, and now he's had the bye week. As everyone in the comments is, is taking the over on 30 points, I love it, man. I love it. I love the confidence going into this week. And you should have confidence. Oh, well, Jay, Jay Shaw is now saying under. He thinks the Eagles might be rusty coming off the bye. I don't like that as much, Jay. Sorry. Uh, I, I think the Eagles are in a good spot in this game, especially if Sean Lee is out. I mean, their defense just isn't as good. I think the Eagles can score over 30 points in this game. Uh, this is a situation where the Eagles are coming off the bye. They're well-rested. They're going to want this win. They know how big of a game this is to, to pretty much wrap up the division In week 11, they're going to score a lot of points, in my opinion. So we have our final over and under of the day from Stephen Lee. And that's someone who I just mentioned not too long ago. Jay Ajayi rushing yards. He has it set at 85. So do you think Jay Ajayi will get more than 85 rushing yards or or fewer than 85 rushing yards? To me, I'm going with the over. Because you look at this Cowboys run defense... And it kind of depends on Sean Lee is out. I think I'm kind of expecting him to be out. We don't know that for sure. But in this situation, if he's out, I am definitely taking the over because the Cowboys are not going to be able to stop the run if Sean Lee isn't there. Right now, even with th- them having him for most of the season, uh, he's only, or the Cowboys' defense has allowed 4.3 rushing yards per attempt, which is 24th in the league. So they're not good at stopping the run. And I think the Eagles will look to run the ball here. They have Jay Ajayi in the system now. He's had a full bye week to get caught up on the playbook. So they're going to be able to probably use him more than they were against the Broncos, which was still a decent amount, by the way, even though they only traded for him on Wednesday. So I'm taking the over there. Jay Ajayi had eight carries for 77 yards against the Broncos. The 46-yard run obviously helped with that. But I do think this is a game where you're going to be able to run the ball on this Dallas team and especially if Sean Lee isn't there, that's what I want them to do. You don't need, this doesn't have to be some uh thing where you need to prove Carson Wentz is the best quarterback right away, although I would love to see that and let's of course let's hope that happens. But I don't think you need Carson Wentz to carry this team out of the gate. I think you should try to see what this run defense does especially if Sean Lee isn't there and even if he is just run the ball on his team. Uh see what you can do with JJI. You traded for him, so why not use him a lot and let's see how that goes. Uh so again, those were our three over and unders from Stephen Lee. If you are listening to this and you want to keep track of them cuz I saw that suggested here, I would love for someone to do that. That would be a huge help. So you can check if you want, you can check those out and you can keep me accountable here. See how I'm doing with those. Uh I think this is going to be a good game for the Eagles this week. I really do. I have a good feeling about this team as a whole and and the season and everything's going. But especially this game, the Eagles are three-point favorites, as Mitch Ragland is pointing out. Uh, The last – here's a stat for you. So the last ten times the Eagles have gone to Dallas and they've been favored to win, they're 9-1. So history is sure on the Eagles' side in this one and a win would just be so great against this Dallas team. It is Eagles Cowboys week. It is time to get fired up. I can't believe it's only Monday and the game is still feels so so far away. They're playing on Sunday night football. We'll have to wait all day, but it will be worth it because the Eagles are going to go into Dallas and they are going If they if they I'll I'll, I'll make the condition this. If the Eagles play anything like they have all year and the Cowboys <laughs> look like that team like they were against Atlanta, which, you know, NFL is a week-to-week league. You never know. But I feel really good, and I think this Eagles team is going to go down to Dallas, and they're going to get that win. They're going to be 9-1. and They're going to be first in the NFC East, and they, they will even if they lose. But they're going to pretty much wrap up the NFC East, and I think it'll be great. So that's it for today's episode. It has been fun as always. I want to thank you again for tuning in to this BGN Radio episode with me, BLG. It's afternoon QB. It all rhymes, so it's all good. Everyone's a dilly dilly. Everyone always likes the dilly dilly thing. They just they always want it. So I got to give the people what they want. There you go. Uh, you can check out more of our BGN Radio programming this week with our BGN Radio daily episodes. So if you haven't subscribed to us already, go make sure you do that on iTunes. Give us a five star. Rating, so again, this is always two separate things. There's a rating, five stars, and then leave a review, which you type out. You know, It could be a sentence. It could be a paragraph. It could be a couple pages. Give us a review. Tell us what you like, what you don't like about this podcast. We really appreciate it. If you love us so much that you want to check out BGN Radio bonus content, you can check that out at patreon.com slash BGN Radio. So go check that out. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter if you like that. That's uh, at Brandon Gouton I'm getting mixed up with the BGN Radio account on Twitter, which is at BGN underscore radio. Again, more BGN Radio podcasts coming this week, leading you up to the Eagles-Cowboys game. will be on WIP again this Saturday, I imagine, from 1 to 3. So plenty of good content coming here on BGN Radio and at bleedinggreennation.com and at bgnradio.com. So check those all out. As always, appreciate you for tuning in. Take it easy. Fly goes fly.
1: Stretch your hand and I'ma chop it off. How dare you ask for a favor From your boss's boss. Shrimp, scampi, angel head noodles White wine sauce, Rwanda and Ross Reload the Nina Ross Settle metal when I'm focused on the green Donetto Hocus pocus, Gucci loafers Cake for baking soda Cake for sodas moving weight from Maine to Nova Scotia the Bang revolvers, problem solvers At and came to mothers Lost a child clips and play when they have here loud Nightmares walking dead cause they they're sleeping dead. You either sheep or shed, be scared to cut to pieces I lust for custom coops with the honey mustard features Butterfly doors, a whore that makes wine or sober Her beauty stunning, plus she funny, that's the proper order Head nods and cat calls cause it's pops in order Yeah, I'm in all the world, is my stage show Dallas streets cruising around about 4 a.m Just that fly shit, the type you never seen again No meats, no leather, I'm just pimpin' a pin. We live that life that you're wishing against more money more power more women and shit it's me and